Whether you're hitting the road on your way to work or just hitting snooze. Broadcasting live and local. This is, is Lee Faulkner on A64 Triple M. Hey, welcome to the podcast version where you get to sit back, relax and enjoy some of the bits of the show that you might have missed, want to hear again, things that didn't uh, make it to air, like our full unedited chats with some of the people that we talk to here on the show. And uh, early in the week, we caught up with one of the stars of the brand new Channel 10 show, Would I Lie to You? Chris is well known as one of the members of The Chaser and they've got an irreverent humour about them so it was always going to transpose over to the show and I couldn't help but ask the cheeky question when we kicked off. Did you choose to do this show simply because there was no other platforms where you could be espousing lies and misinformation? Where else other than Facebook, Twitter, Google... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where else could I spread misinformation? Um, I look, yeah. I mean, it, it was sort of funny to be making a TV show at, a, at an age, yeah. You know, a TV show whose premise is entirely on whether people are um, are lying to you or not. Very odd to be making that in the current era where we have government and Trump, most famously, I guess, who <laughs> really funny. tried to you know, negate the very concept of truth and, and put that up as a subjective concept <laughs> rather than an absolute. Yeah, I mean, a big relief. I mean, I, I'm sort of, I've been very studious to sort of avoid the socials and sort of, like, <laughs> I generally just assume it's all toxicity. It's just a cesspit. It's basically full of people. We say bring back false towers. But I, <laughs> I, 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 so I, I sort of, I, I know the numbers were pretty good, which was very heartening. And, and just anecdotally, I've, I've got text messages from my family about this show. People have never seen anything done on The Chaser ever. In fact, anything have taken out AVOs or tried to split me from the family over Chaser stuff. This one seems to be more in their ballpark. So I finally found, finally made a show that the family can be not completely ashamed of, but I think that's a plus. <laughs> uh, and you're joined by some great talent. I mean, uh, Chrissy Swan is uh, is hosting uh, the opposite captain to you, uh, Frank Woodley, uh, who's had a you know incredible career in comedy. And then you're joined with some great guests, Ross Noble and and Luke McGregor and uh, and Carrie Bickmore and so forth. So you know, I think I think we have the talent to to pull it off, and it's little wonder that it's resonated with people. We do. I, th- I think part of the reason it, 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 almost everyone who came to play was a massive fan of the UK original. So it was, you know, sometimes you're building a show from scratch and the, the celebs come on and they're not quite sure what it is or what, what, what the rhythm or tempo is. But because there was such a, you know, a, not only a, a, a well-loved format, but one that's been running so long that you kind of just pick it up by ear, you sort of know, okay, these are the sorts of rhythms that are required for this conversation or this is the way to interrogate this sort of person. So it sort of, it came to us fully four. So it really did just come down to the talent because we knew that the, the format itself was watertight, you know, being bedded into 15 seasons in the UK. Yeah. So we just sort of, just had to sort of respect that. But as you say, not trying to emulate because what those guys do is brilliant and Mac and Mitchell in particular have a you know, really unique level of quickness and yeah. wit and, and all of that. We, we knew there's no point trying to match them and do a Mac or do a Mitchell. It was sort of, let's find the Australian 
voice in this format. You know, obviously the stories are going to be a bit more Aussie, but now I think our sense of humour is a bit more laid back. It's not as it's not like let's retire to the drawing room and be very witty for half an hour. It's sort of a bit more knockabout relishing of the Shaggy Dog story. And it's also, as you said, it's just a chance to see some Australian celebs out of context. Like, if you didn't see it last week, Chrissy, uh, not Chrissy, uh, Carrie told yeah. a story. Carrie Bickmore told a story that you, she would never tell on the project. And so you sort of, you learn, you learn things about celebs that you wouldn't otherwise. Like, Abby Chatfield on tonight's show is brilliant at it. Um, I, I didn't know much about Abby before, but it was she was an absolute hoot and, like, just born to be on television, like, so comfortable there. But um, cracking storyteller, Melissa Leong from MasterChef, also really, really great at the game. And Lloyd Langford, the, the Welsh comedian, I think, is one of my all-time favourite guests on it. He's so funny. He's got that British... He brings that, that little bit of drawing room British <laughs> wit to the table. So it's, it's, it's actually one of my favourite eps tonight. So try, try and catch it. Uh, it is a crackingly good show. I can't wait to see tonight's episode now uh, after you've told us a little bit about what we can expect to see there. Uh, make sure you're tuning in 8.30 Channel 10 and check out Chrissy Swan with Frank Woodley and Chris Taylor as uh, they present a very, very funny show. Would I lie to you, the Australian version? Uh, Chris, thank you very much for your time this morning, man. All the best with the continuation of the show. Oh, my pleasure. I'm really, really grateful for your support and uh, thanks for the chat. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And last year, we brought you the story of Brazilian playboy model Chris Galera, who married herself after becoming disappointed with her relationships. Well, as they say in the classics... Yes, after just seven months married to herself, Galera is getting a divorce and she made it clear she's not divorcing herself because she got tired of herself, insisting it had to be a really good reason. So Chris is bringing her marriage to herself to a close so she can party as a single woman during Carnival in Brazil next month. Yes, I'm having trouble following this as well. Anyway, despite her marriage ending in divorce, Chris isn't ruling out another trip down the aisle in the future should she meet the right person, revealing what she's looking for in a man saying he has to be delicious, powerful, fragrant and rich. So I'm not sure if she's after a man or a really good curry. Or or maybe it's an aeroplane. A woman in Hungary has opened up about how she found love with a toy plane, which she now shares a bed with. Sandra from Budapest says the toy jet is the best partner she's ever had after he turbocharged her life. The Hungarian has been obsessed with planes since the age of three and dreamed her entire teenage years about working with them. Last year, she finally secured a job working in the aviation industry, surrounded by her favourite thing, planes, and decided to dive into a full-blown relationship with one after breaking up with a boyfriend at the end of last year. The high-flying romance between Sandra and the plane she calls Lufanks started in January after she purchased him online. Sandra says she's committed to remaining seated during the relationship, stowing her previous relationship baggage in the overhead compartment, and when the relationship's over, Sandra says she'll leave through the exits here, here, and here. You cannot be serious!
Country artist Hayley Jensen joined us uh, ahead of a free concert at the Met on Friday night in Toowoomba. Good morning, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you coming to our part of the world. Uh, as I say, it's unfortunately, it's been the case that for your industry, it's been absolutely decimated over the last couple of years. I know you've got a, a really good-looking schedule there that you're in the middle of at the moment. How nice is it to be back out on the roads? I cannot even tell you how incredible it has felt to be doing these shows. And, you know, we're a little bit worried that people might be, you know, still a bit hesitant to come out, but it's just not been the case. People have been coming out and I think everyone really needs a good time at the moment. And um, just there's so much happening in the world. So to have that distraction of entertainment and, and live music, there's nothing like it. And the band and I have just been having the best time. It's, you know, I've been working on these new songs the whole time as we've been in lockdown and all that sort of thing and um, so to to finally get out there and, and I'm excited to, to get to Queensland for the first time on a tour I've played at lots of, lots of festivals there but this will be the first time I'm actually touring in Queensland so oh. very excited to hit Toowoomba. Oh brilliant and what a great spot of course with uh, Costa there who's uh, well known on the uh, the drums who's played with a, a lot of Australia's top artists and international artists so uh, it is a, a real music hub there at the Met and uh, I I know that you are really looking to support developing artists uh, and I, I believe you invite local artists up with you to uh, to perform as well. Is that right? Yeah, look, I've been trying to do that wherever I wherever I can across the tour is bring, you know, an emerging artist um, up to, to, you know, show off what they've been working on and, and you know, people that I love, what, what I think, you know, they've got to offer and that I think my my uh, supporters would, would appreciate their music. So that's what I've been doing the whole way across the tour. But for the Met, I've got, uh, unfortunately, Isaac, I had a, a second um, chap to join us, but he can't make it anymore. So I've got Lisa DeAngelis, who is a, just a brilliant up- upcoming um, singer-songwriter. So she is going to bring the goods. She's been showing me all of her new songs and uh, can't wait to share them with everybody on um, on Friday night as well. So, yeah, check out her stuff. And, and it's, yeah, it's, you know, I, I have been in the industry for a few years. As you mentioned, I was on Idol a number of years ago. So yeah. to be able to help others sort of, you know, on their journey is, is um, you know, it's pretty special to be able to do that. And you are on The Voice as well, weren't you? Yes, yeah. I was. I was in little Kylie Minogue's team, which was very, very oh, cool. Oh, how that awesome. Was- yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, she was just absolutely amazing to, yeah. to have a bit of time with. And, um, you know, she, she was a wonderful encouragement to me. It was 2014, so <laughs> a couple of years ago now. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, you know, it's so exciting to be part of those shows and when the chairs turn and um, and all that sort of thing. So it was absolutely awesome. And, yeah, she was a really encouragement just you got everything going for you. Just go for it. So here I am going for it. <laughs> Good on you. Well, you've had some success along the way, including uh, Breaking Hearts, number one on the Australian Country Album Chart. Do you remember the first time you heard it on the radio or heard it somewhere else? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. what was that like? Oh, you, you can't describe that feeling. I of, bet. You know, I mean, I, you, you know, especially working on it during lockdown. I, I actually had my producer in Canada and, and I was I recorded vocals in my home here in Sydney and was sending the vocal tracks over to Canada and, <laughs> and so it was but, but really it was just me and, and my husband that were kind of listening to the song going, You think it sounds good? Yeah, right, I hope so. So out it goes into the world and um just fantastic to finally I guess get 
get that, you know, incredible um, feedback from from the world. But uh, it was, you know, we we thought it was pretty good, but then they liked it too. Oh, it's just brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And of course, uh, the the Tamworth Country Music Awards. You're going to be uh, involved there, I'm sure. But because uh, they had to be moved uh, because of everything that's been going on with COVID yeah. and other things, so uh, that's still to come. Where normally that would have already been behind you uh, at the uh, at the start of the year. So yeah, that's uh, exactly that'll be right. a big weekend coming up still. Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. Actually, it's sort of coming up in April. So um, it's it's uh, it is kind of it's kind of cool because I can still run around with the title of you know a finalist. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know maybe I'll, I'll win the thing in April, which would be <laughs> amazing. Uh, Female artist of the year. It's my first ever nomination for a golden guitar. Um, so after doing this for you know almost. Uh, two decades. It's pretty cool to um, to get that sort of recognition from the industry, and uh, yeah, I, I absolutely cannot wait. And if, if anyone's considering it, you know, this is the 50 year anniversary of Tamworth this year, so um, make the trip and, and get part of it because it's it's going to be great. All right, check out HayleyJensen.net and make sure you get along to the Met this Friday night uh, with uh, Lisa DeAngelis. It is a free show. Yeah, uh, I yeah. never do free wow. shows. This is pretty awesome. Costa and the team have um, made it possible for everybody. So come on down, book a table if you want to come and uh, have some dinner beforehand. But I cannot wait. You're a star, Hayley Jensen. Thank you for your time this morning. And uh, we look forward to you uh, joining us in the Garden City. Cannot wait to be there. See you Friday. And joining me this morning is the uh, member for Toowoomba North, Trevor Watts, who literally comes to us this morning uh, from his sickbed. Good morning to you. Yeah, g'day. How are you, Lee? Oh, I'm well. How are you going? I know you, you had uh, a bit of an overnight stay at one of our uh, hospitals here because uh, something that all men fear uh, the most, the uh, the dreaded kidney stone. Uh, I had a kidney stone uh, that uh, gave me some trouble uh, a week or so ago and uh, it got lasered yesterday. So it's been an interesting experience, but uh, the people at St Andrews and St Vincent's looked after me lovely. It's, it's very good. We, we do have uh, amazing facilities here. Uh, and uh, I, I'll, I'll go straight into that because I know, obviously, it's a passion of yours that we make sure that we continue to have those sort of facilities that, uh, you know, the, a new hospital would provide. And we need to get off our hands when it comes to this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm in a private hospital because I, I, I pay private uh, medical, but not everybody can. And and the doctor who's looked after me, Dr Gleeson, he works at the base and here, so the same level of care is available. But what's not available is the built environment. And uh, the hospital we had was, you know, basically built by Mike Horan when he was the health minister. And it is now time for the new hospital to get underway. And I, again call on the Palaszczuk Labor government to commit funding in this budget so that the people of Toowoomba and the Darling Downs and the area that we service can have a hospital, not only for now, but also for the future. Um, so that you know, when people have things happen in their lives, as I've had, uh, they get an opportunity to get the best care and service in a built environment that's to the standard required. And it's not just, of course, Toowoomba. I mean, we you know support such a large area that rely on that hospital. And uh, so it's uh, shoring up the future of medical care for a massive part of southwest Queensland. And really is very frustrating that we haven't seen an answer on that yet. Uh, let's hope that that is sooner rather than later. Uh, another thing that uh, I know that you've had a number of fun- 
phone calls about recently and uh, people are very concerned about. Uh, the Public Health and Other Legislation Extension of Expiring Provisions Amendment Bill. Now, uh, for most of us, that sounds like a bit of gobbledygook, but... It means that the Labor government wants to extend the Chief Health Officer's emergency powers from running out in April of this year, extending it to October. What does that mean to us, Trevor? What what does all that mean? Well, look, I I have some terrible concerns about this. You know, the emergency powers were brought in at the start of COVID when we didn't know what we were dealing with. They've been with us for 18 months. What it means is that the, the Chief Health Officer has the ability to override the Parliament the government can do lots of things without coming back to the parliament. And so I have some serious concerns. Um, and I think that it is uh, time, you know, there's a report to be put forward, uh, which is put forward on the 25th of March, and then we will debate it in the coming week of parliament. And now I'm interested to look at the report and see what the committee have found, but uh, I don't see uh, any reason subject to reading the report that these things should be extended. Um, I've, I've consistently said that uh, the government can't ask people in Queensland to do things without publishing uh, the medical reasons for it, and the government have been secretive about that and kept the health advice to themselves, and I, I disagree with that. But I cannot see why we'd extend this to October. And look, you know, one of the arguments that people put forward is that, oh, you know, but we're not quite out of it. Well, the parliament can... Walk, you know, the Premier can walk back into the Parliament any sitting week, propose a new emergency power if she needed it, debate it and pass it. So there's absolutely no need for this six months um, extension that I can see at all. Is this similar to the, the uh, same thing that was happening with the Labor government in Victoria? Yes, it is similar. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to me, it's, uh, uh, you know... It, we have a parliament, we have a democracy, people are elected. The government has the numbers, they can control the parliament. Um, they don't need this additional power that avoids the scrutiny of the parliament. So, and look, people are ready to get back on with their lives. I think we've all, we, you know, we're, we're highly vaccinated in our area, we're above the average for Queensland. People are ready to get back on with their lives. We should do it cautiously and carefully, but it's not a reason to have these powers in place that I can see subject to reading the report on Monday. Uh, we've uh, Following the rain and the filling up of our dams, there's been some uh, talk from a couple of our local uh, councillors, and rightly so, uh, of uh, water security. I know that was something, too, that I saw that uh, you were absolutely 100% behind. Yeah, look, I, I've been calling for a long time. I think we need to do a, a look at all forms of possible water supply for Toowoomba and the Darling Downs in the long term assess them all, cost them all. You know, it's going to take a bit of investment, but once we understand whether we need to divert rivers or we need to, you know, build a dam or we need more bores or we need more pumping, you know, put it all on the table, everything on the table, including looking over the border in New South Wales, assess it all, and once we have all of that in front of us, we can have a sensible discussion about what we can afford and what our future looks like with decent long-term water security. Yeah, and uh, we need to do something about it now uh, as opposed to wait for another 10 years of drought. Uh, and just finally, uh, of course, you know, the big issue uh, that we are covering here this morning, does mint go with chocolate, Trevor Watts? Look, there is no doubt. My daughter's favourite is mint slice and uh, mint and chocolate. 
can combine really well, particularly if you dunk it in the hot chocolate drink. Oh, in the hot chocolate, I see. So, okay, producer Rob has got to you. I, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I, <laughs> Trevor Watts, thank you very much for your time this morning. I do appreciate it. I hope all goes well with uh, your continued healing. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much. You're welcome.